I grew up not liking myself, feeling like I would never measure up, like I was this ugly duckling. I just didn't like the way I looked. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Lay. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There's no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution, God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Lay. Hi, this is Evangelist On Lay. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show, where we're going to talk to real people who had real problems, but found answers in a real God. Today, we're going to talk to Jeff Jarena, who struggled with body dysmorphic disorder. And what is that? Well, he really struggled with shame and hatred of how his body looked after an accident. Now, I know a lot of us can struggle with not liking the way we look. But body dysmorphic disorder is a mental condition that causes someone to obsess over a perceived flaw in appearance that makes a person think they are ugly or flawed. So in his life, he was living a life of never feeling good enough, and he grew very depressed in his life. Jeff, welcome to the show. On, thanks for having me on the program. Jeff, it's awesome, brother. I'm glad you're coming on our show, and I'm glad about what we're going to talk about. Now, first of all, I understand that you had an accident that caused a huge scar on your hand that left you feeling like it was unlivable to have that. But before the accident, did you have symptoms of body dysmorphic disorder? Yeah, the accident you're talking about is I actually flipped my car. It went up 10 feet in the air and flipped over and the whole oh. left side of my body drug on the asphalt like 50 to 100 feet. I mean, it was, Gosh. It was crazy. But did I have symptoms of this body dysmorphic disorder, what a lot of people call a broken mirror? I think maybe a little bit I did. Kind of started when I was in high school where, you know, I had acne and you kind of just really start obsessing over that, starting worrying about, you know, how you look and mm-hmm. you compare yourself to other people in school and they're like, well, you know, they don't have acne or they don't have it as bad. Mm-hmm. So you start thinking that you're flawed or something is wrong with you. And that's really what I started to think is like, why are all these things happening to me? Why can I look like my friends? Oh, yeah, yeah. You felt like you were different, like you looked different. Exactly. Wow. So then what happened after this accident that dragged you across the asphalt? That's horrible. What did it do to you physically? Well, what happened to me was my left hand, it drug on the asphalt and it was just such a bad accident. My car flipped over. I had to get out of my car upside down because the wheels were still spinning in the air. But what happened was the scar was so massive. It was so red that all I could think about was that scar. And at the same Mm. time, I started losing my hair and I still miss my hair. I'm not going to lie. I still miss that. But I just would never get off focusing about the scar. I mean, I would drive down the road and all I would do was focus on that. And if I went by a mirror or, you know, saw a mirror, whatever that was, I would sit there and focus and obsess over that scar or whatever perceived flaw that I had in my body to where I just felt like nobody could ever love me. Like I wasn't good enough. And even I had all these people tell me there's nothing wrong with you. It's not that bad. And I even went as far as going to a plastic surgeon and five of them said, look, we don't need to mess with it. It'll be fine. It will heal over time. But I was looking for the ultimate answer of what? I've got to get this scar cut out. And so finally found a surgeon. He took it out. And what happened was it got worse. Oh, no. Exponentially worse. And that led to severe depression 
to where I had suicide thoughts for every day of my life for four years. I mean, it was that bad. That's how oh miserable gosh. I felt. Now, I want to back up, though. So I understand that even before this in college, you started living the party life, always trying to, you know, look for acceptance already. Is that right? Tell me a little bit of detail what your life was like beforehand. Yeah, I mean, I just graduated from high school, went to college. And, you know, that's kind of when I really started doing a bunch of stuff I shouldn't be doing. I started partying, hanging around people that probably were not the best for me. Mm. And it was really just to gain acceptance. Mm. You know, if everybody else is doing this, this is what we're supposed to do. Well, this will make me feel good. And what was happening was I didn't realize it on, you know, maybe I felt good for a little bit and I found some acceptance in this crowd. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you know, the next morning, whatever, I just felt worse about myself. Yeah. You know, I just felt a little bit sad. I felt like I didn't fit in. I didn't feel what my purpose was. Yeah. And so I was going through these parties and drinking socially just to feel accepted. And at the end of the day, I just felt more empty. I think a lot of people can really relate to that. But then with the body dysmorphic disorder on top of that, and then after the accident, feeling suicidal, how did you resolve that? I mean, how did you come to know Christ? Well, it's funny, you know, I really didn't have any hope left. I mean, I was basically, the expression that I use is I was on the last thread of the last rope of my life. Wow. And when you have no other choice and you feel like you have nothing left and you know that, look, if you don't get help, something bad can happen. And so I finally asked my parents, I said, mom, dad, I need help. And they said, look, we're going to send you to a Christian counselor. Mm. And first I was like, what is that going to do? How's that going to help me? Because if God loved me, then why would all these bad things happen to me? Mm. And they said, just give it a try. I went to the Christian counselor and the second visit there, he asked me two questions. Well, he asked me a lot of questions, but two of them really changed the trajectory of my life. He said, look, do you know that God loves you? And I was like, well, again, I said, if God loved me, then why would all these bad things happen to me? And he said, did you ever stop to think that what happened is all these bad things were from your own choices? Oh, wow. And I didn't like that response, but it got me thinking, wait a second, you know, maybe he's right. And I was halfway through the counseling session that I paid for, and he said, no refunds. So I was like, I got (laughs) to keep going. I got to keep listening to this guy. So as I kept listening, he asked me another question. He said, look. If I could tell you without a shadow of a doubt that God loves you and that you can have eternal salvation, and if it's something that you could easily do, would you listen? And I was like, man, I never heard that. Hmm. I said, absolutely. So he shared with me something that changed my life. He said, I want to tell you about the gospel of Jesus Christ. So he shared with me that we have eternal life by what Jesus Christ did on the cross for us, that he paid for our sins, and that because of that, Jeff, God loves you, Hmm. doesn't see your flaws. You're accepted and you're worth more than what you think and that your scars, your loss of hair, they don't define you. What defines you is that you're a child of God. And all you have to do to accept to have this eternal life is to accept what Jesus Christ did for you Uh by simply asking Jesus, by trusting in him, by faith, and you will have this eternal life. And that's what I did on. Wow. And I'll just tell you that I felt for the first time that God loved me, that I could accept myself because God accepted me for how I looked. Wow. And so after that, my life turned around 180 degrees for the better. Wow. And, you know, my life since then has been so much better. No, I still struggle. There's still things I struggle with, but here's the thing. I look at that scar and it doesn't bother me. Wow. I look at my (laughs) loss of hair. It doesn't bother me. I don't obsess. I don't have to take any more antidepressant medication, no more OCD medication. 
Nothing like that. Wow, that's a big difference. Absolutely. To me, completely restored. And to me, it was a miracle that was performed in my life Mm -hmm. because now I'm not depressed. I'm not sad. I do have bad days. But you know what? Now at the end of the day, I know that God loves me no matter what. Mm. And then I finally accepted myself regardless of how I look. Jeff, let me ask you a question. What would you say to the young man or young woman who really just hates the way they look? Now, maybe they don't struggle with body dysmorphic disorder, but they still don't like their body and they feel like they hate a portion of their body, maybe. What would you say to them? Well, I would say something that I understood here and figured out is that what we're thinking about ourselves that we tell ourselves that are not true. Mm. You know, we can buy into these lies Mm. that society tells us that we're not good enough. Mm. At the same time, Jesus Christ tells us, you know what? You are worthy. You're beautifully and wonderfully made. Mm -hmm. And if somebody's struggling with that, I would say this, don't buy what other people are saying. Don't believe what society is saying. Trust in and believe in what your creator, the God Almighty, who created you, Jesus Christ, believe what he says about you before you believe anything else. Mm, That's so good, Jeff. Jeff, thanks so much for being on our show and sharing with us. And also, folks, check out Men Unplugged by Jeff Jarena on Spotify. He has a podcast and it's excellent. He interviews a lot of famous men. And it's about men being unplugged and talking about real things. So check it out, Men Unplugged on Spotify, or you can find them on the web at menunplugged.net. Jeff, again, thank you so much for being on our show. Thank you, Juan. Don't go anywhere. Let's talk more after the break. Hey, everyone. As an evangelist, I'm really into changing people's lives with a powerful message of the cross. Do you know people are getting set free from drugs, addictions, and internal anguish by the power of the Holy Spirit working through our show? Will you ask the Holy Spirit if He wants you to partner with us financially? Every donation will help us to reach 1 million more people. Think of it. 30 people giving $100 a month will bring this show in front of 1 million more people. Will you help me to get to one more city in the U.S.? You can give by going to awakenthenations.com. Real Life Radio is a ministry of Awakening the Nations, a 501c3 nonprofit organization that depends on your donations. If you would like to find out more about Awakening the Nations or make a tax-deductible donation, please visit our website at awakeningthenations.com or call us at 877-480-4477. That's awakeningthenations.com or 877-480-4477. More Real Life starts now. Welcome back to the show, where we're going to go deeper into what you just heard. So what do you think about this? To me, it is very sad how he expressed that with the body dysmorphic disorder, he obsessed about how others perceived his flaws, especially from the scar from his accident. Now, I know many of us were never diagnosed with something like this, and maybe, you know, do not have this issue, but I think all of us could relate to not liking our bodies or something about our bodies. At least I do. But you know, even models have something they're not very pleased with on their own bodies. Many surveys have found that nearly 80% of Americans are unhappy with how their body looks. So what is the answer? If even those whom society calls the super good looking, if they're not happy, what chance for us normal people? (laughs) But I have found a secret. It is written in ancient writings in Psalms 139.14. I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. 
the writer of this ancient scripture talks about how he will praise God because he understands how he was made and shaped and that it was done in a wonderful manner. You know, we don't think about that when we think about our bodies. We don't think about fearfully either. Like the word for fearfully in Hebrew is a word for to revere, almost like we were made and that it's like an awe of how we were made, like looking at a nice new car. The fact that we look the way we do is wonderful and God made us. It's a beautiful thing. And the psalmist says to God that my soul knows very well. It's almost like he meditated on this. It's like, I'm beautiful because God made me. You know, we don't realize that when we look at ourselves and we think we're so gross and ugly and we were made wrong, we're insulting our maker. We think we're insulting ourselves. We're insulting our maker. We need to agree with our maker. We are made in his image. We're wonderfully made. So Father God, I'm praying for the person right now who's saying, gosh, my whole life I've never really liked how I looked. Jesus, change our hearts, change our minds. You're obsessed with us. We love you, Lord. You died on the cross for us. So we receive you in Jesus' mighty name. I hope you were blessed by this testimony, and I know that your life was touched. If you have a testimony to share or know someone who does and would like to share it on our show, go to AwakeningTheNations.com and click Guest Audition on the top menu. See you next time.